0: Hey, keto freaks. Here's an update on Keto Fest. Keto Fest is a ketogenic festival for everyone. Richard Morris and I, along with a host of keto rock stars you probably know, are turning the entire coastal town of New London, Connecticut, ketogenic for a whole weekend next July. At least we hope it'll be next July. The actual date won't be confirmed until mid January. You want talks by some of the hottest names in keto? Some of the best and brightest minds have already said they want to come, including Jimmy Moore, Megan Ramos, Ivor Cummins, Dr. Jeff Gerber, Dr. Eric Westman, and Dr. Ted Naaman. We hope to have a bacon bar going all day long during the talks. Knowledge and bacon. Ah. But we're going to do much more than sit in on these great talks. How about an outdoor pig roast, cooking classes, fitness classes, walking tours, segue tours, and of course live music and hanging out with fellow Ketonians. Several restaurants and bars in the neighborhood have offered up a special keto menu that includes low-carb potables, chicken wings, and fathead pizza. Wouldn't a fathead pizza truck be the best ever? Yeah, I'm talking a portable brick oven all weekend long. Well, we're gonna have a Kickstarter in March to sell tickets. Meantime, add your name to the mailing list at ketofest.com. Keto Fest, real keto for real people.
1: Hi, I'm Richard Morris in Canberra, Australia, and I've been on a ketogenic diet for three years, in April. Uh, And when I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. Within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. I've also lost about 80 pounds and I've completely turned my health around.
0: And this show is a document of my progress through ketosis and Richard's experience thriving for years in ketosis. Yeah. And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking.
1: Yeah, we're not doctors. We don't want to give anyone any medical advice, but we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we're not afraid of our little technical detail, are we, Carl? Nah. We've done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind them, and we hope to share some of that research. Where possible, we intend to put links in the show notes to cite research supporting any claims that
0: we make. And you'll probably work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. Oh, yeah. We love to cook and we love to eat. In every episode, we both share a keto recipe that cannot be ignored. No, it can't. <laughs> All right, so let's start podcast number fifty. Family support. Well, Richard, do we have any corrections or apologies from last week's show?
1: No, I think we did uh, okay last week.
0: Yeah, it was mostly just talking to Lino.
1: Yeah, that's right. No, that was awesome that show. Paying it forward.
0: Oh yeah, and he's still doing great, by the way. I heard from him. Uh, I heard from his wife yesterday. That's awesome. And she sent me a picture of a. Uh, of a a Carl's Head pizza they made.
1: (laughs) Ah, Good old (laughs) Carl's Head pizza.
0: Yeah. Well, let's revisit what a ketogenic diet is. I'll do that. Sure. Yeah. So it's basically 20 grams of carbs or less per day. Yep. Protein scales with lean body mass. That's right. Yeah. For most average people, it's between 50 and 80 to 100 grams per of protein, but it's basically one gram of protein for every kilogram of lean body mass you have. Lean body mass is how much you weighed when you were in high school. Right?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> for me, I went and got a DEXA scan so I know precisely to the nearest gram what my lean body mass is. Yeah. Most people don't have access to that. So,
0: right. um, yeah,
1: you, 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 you're working on your, your ideal weight
0: it pretty much people eat the protein that they need yeah. and uh, y- your protein isn't going to change this is not a high protein diet nah. it's actually a moderate protein diet but it's a high fat diet you want to eat high. fat to satiety mm. and the whole idea is that you if you replace the carbohydrates in your diet with fat and really lean into it. This is probably We think this is the reason most people fail at a low-carb diet is because they go calorie restricted because they're not actually getting enough energy. Right. And that has got to come from fat.
1: Yep, That's pretty much it.
0: So, Richard, how was your week?
1: Uh, mine was an interesting week. I've picked up a knee injury the last uh, big bike ride I did. Uh, I did 60K up to the nearest town around their lake and back to our lake and... And then home, and I picked up a niggling knee injury. Like I've I've had a torn meniscus underneath my kneecap on my left side for a decade, but it's been low grade, and so you know it's been something that uh, the ketogenic diet. Dropped my inflammation, and so um, a lot of the pain went away. But just this past week, it's just been really giving me gypsy. So mm. um, it's it's probably my knee just telling me that, uh, that it knows that I want to go skiing in a week's, in a month's time, mm. and it's getting ready to deny me. Ah. But yeah, I've had an interesting week because. You know, last week we were talking about paying it forward. Well, this week I was paying it back. Mm. There's a guy called Gary Fecky we've spoken about before during the Mad as Hell show. Yeah. Uh, This guy is an orthopedic surgeon in Australia who... Uh, has been—he's uh, been very public about the ketogenic diet, uh, certainly about low-carb, healthy-fat diets, and and he was advocating for a change in hospital food uh, because if you've ever had a stay in hospital, it's just carbs, carbs, carbs. Yeah. And he's been criticised by the Dietitians Association of Australia for about five years over this. And they decided they'd take him down by uh, complaining to the regulatory body that regulates um, medical licenses. And they've basically threatened to take away his medical license if he doesn't stop talking about diet. Now, this is a guy who cuts the feet off diabetics. Yeah. So he is the guy at the end of the, of the production line uh, of failed medicine Failing diabetics and making their disease progress, making them more medicated and more sick, with less body parts, as and and dying early. And this is basically the orthopedic surgeon is the guy at the end of the line who cuts their feet off. Oh,
0: that's and, terrible!
1: Um, when they have gangrene and and suppurating ulcers in their feet. Mm. that just won't heal because of diabetes. So, uh, so he basically determined uh, to go up the food chain a little bit to, to try and help the problem when it could, where it could be addressed early on, and that was to help people with diet. So, so anyway, uh, as you know, the regulatory body has basically threatened him and said if you uh, speak out about diet, uh, then we will uh, uh, threaten to take your licence away from you. Um, So I've been uh, organizing to try and get him to speak at the National Press Club in Australia, which is a a weekly uh, televised nationally address watched by millions of people. So in the early days, when I first was researching keto and not quite sure whether it would work or not, there were a lot of flim-flam men sort of uh, telling me how wonderful it was and all I needed to do was to, to take their supplements and ketogenic diets would be great for me. There are a couple of doctors like Gary Fetke and Ted Naiman who were just giving free videos uh, out on the web. Uh, reassuring people that yes there is some medical basis behind this there is some science behind it and here it is and this is why it's good for you so this was an opportunity for me to uh to pay back to some of the people um who uh basically got me going in this whole process so uh, we uh Julie and i are going to book a couple of tables and, uh, any, any local low carb people in Canberra, we're going to have a, uh, table for the presentation. We are going to, uh, hopefully be able to spend some time with Dr. Fecky and his wife. And that should be the end of March. So I'm just letting people know now that if you're in Canberra or you want to get to Canberra, you want to see some history made, uh, in the low carb, uh, area, then, uh, then something could be happening at the end of March. So. Uh, watch this space wow
0: that's great mm-hmm. that is great richard Yes, and uh, he's also going to be in breckenridge with us
1: yes yes and
0: uh, we'll get to interview him for the show i think mm. hopefully hopefully that'll be awesome in fact yeah. we're
1: gonna we're gonna interview a lot of people we're gonna do some videos we're gonna we're gonna cook yeah. some food we're gonna do some skiing we're yeah. gonna go to some conferences it's gonna be awesome so time. i'm very much looking forward to it uh so that was my week how was yours carl
0: Pretty good. Um, after I came home from Lena's house, I had only one short day at home with my wife mm-hmm. and had to get right on a plane to go to uh, London for a developer conference called NDC London. Right. And I was very surprised when I walked in to see um, right next to the booth where I'm recording podcasts with my business partner, Richard Campbell, mm-hmm. for uh, programming. They had set up a food station called Carl's Diner. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, Carl Franklin's ketonic experience, wow. basically. So where did they get that from? Well, uh, the guy who organizes the conference was interested in keto. Right. He's a, a weightlifter, and he was interested in it. Awesome. And so I guess he looked into it, and I gave him some resources, and he had seen my progress and was extremely impressed. Yeah. And so he said, "Why don't we do a uh, a keto diner right next to nice. DotNet Rocks?" And I said, "Yeah, that's great." Yeah. But I didn't really think much of it. But then uh, there it was hey, when it I walked in. <laughs> yeah, so they served what they thought was keto food. Most, and I say what they thought because um, they, you know, they got the low carb right or lower carb. Uh, the first day there was salmon with hollandaise sauce and uh, sautéed spinach, and that was really good. Yeah. And then the second day they had chorizo meatballs with mm. uh, cauliflower mash.
1: Okay, that's
0: and that was pretty, that's good. pretty good. However. Yeah. The chorizo meatballs were made with breadcrumbs and oh, they weren't no. at all fatty. They yeah. were lean and they were swimming in tomato sauce. Uh-huh. And the cauliflower mash didn't have any fat in it either. It was just like boiled cauliflower just mashed up. It was kind of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So today they had a chicken, uh, sort of like a chicken curry, but didn't have curry. It was like a creamy tomato based chicken. Right. Um, that had some turnips and things in it. And that was over what they said was cauliflower rice. Ah. However, (laughs) it was a combination of mashed cauliflower and and rice. rice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They made an effort. So uh, I give them B
0: plus. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was great. And the conference is over now. So it was just three days. Nice. Uh, But I got to do a lightning talk, which is a 15 minute talk. Sure. I showed my before and after picture and yeah, I was. I had never gone through the whole thing so quickly, uh, but a lot of people were surprised. A lot of people were very, very surprised at how un, you know, counterintuitive this uh, this hack seems to be. Yeah, and just couldn't believe. It. And a lot of people had a hard time believing it. So, yep. Without the science, you know, and actually having time to show the studies and things. Yeah. It just sounds like too. It's too good to be true.
1: I think that important thing is showing people the evidence of of their own eyes being able to see yes you standing in front of them and they probably all saw you there last year
0: yep. so they
1: probably and that was before you went keto yeah so everybody everybody who goes to these conferences generally uh they they go to the same conference every year and they yeah. are probably all your fans and were probably gobsmacked when they saw you so uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, i got so many people who just couldn't believe it you know the couldn't believe uh, the difference. So can I interject
2: here? Because hmm. it was this time last year, you were at your heaviest because you went right to Scotland, didn't you? After NDC last year? That's right. That's where the before picture was taken.
0: That is correct. And that voice is the voice of my wife, Kelly, who is our guest on this uh, show. And uh, yes, you're absolutely right, Kelly. So before we talk to Kelly about you know the, the topic today, which is family support... We need to read a few items of Meow! We're uh,
1: Meow. So I'm gonna go first. Okay. I've got a message from our ketogenic forums from Henna. And henna says Last October I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. After all the blood and urine tests, I went back after two weeks, it, this was in November, to hear the results. Not good. Mm. My blood glucose was 29.
0: Oh, my, 29. What would that be
1: in the United States? That's uh, 522 milligrams per deciliter.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
1: that's a lot of sugar. Uh, Henna's urine was also full of glucose because, of course, anything over the, the, the kidney threshold will, um, will spill into urine. That's, mm. that's how the body gets rid of glucose when it has no other way of getting rid of it. And she goes on. She says, "My HBA1C was eleven. Oh, and that was about where mine was at my worst. Eleven point two was my my worst, and my my blood glucose was about three hundred fifty. So it was about twenty um, wow. in uh, millimoles per liter. Not nearly quite as bad, but uh, so so Henry is seriously type two diabetic here. Mm. Um, there is no doctor who could uh, fail to to notice that she's type two diabetic. Yeah. Uh, so Hannah uh, says three months later, full keto, and her doctor put her on the keto. Wow. Not one single cheat day of any kind. Uh, she went zero carb for fourteen days, and then went back to keto. She says, "I went today for new tests. My blood glucose was nine point eight. Wow. And my u- I know. And my She says my urine had zero glucose, which means you know." She, uh, glucose was not over the, 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 renal threshold. Yeah. Uh, she says my HBA1C, uh, drum roll was 6.4%. Outstanding. Which is awesome. Just three months. And here's what my doctor said. You and keto just saved your life. Wow. She says, I'm so happy and proud. I go back in three months and I know it will be just as good. I just love keto.
0: That is so great.
1: So what a good story.
0: And it's a common story. Mm. We're hearing. I mean, uh, not everybody has the um, the perspective that we have, Richard, being in that that Facebook group with thirteen thousand people. Yeah, and we see things posted like this every day. Yeah, absolutely, every every day. And and now we're seeing it in the ketogenic forums. Uh, it's just amazing. It's overwhelming evidence. I think we've
1: had maybe two or three thousand people. In the Facebook group, uh, and now in the ketogenic forum, talk about how th- this exact thing has happened to them.
0: Yep, I think you're right. basically
1: it Happened to Brenda Zorn. It happened to me. Um, I had mm. both Brenda and I both had high uh, glucose like this, and then within about three months, uh, everything all started to come down. Yep. I remember when we when we got you on this. Um, mm-hmm. y- you had high glucose. You had all the same all the same issues. All the same and issues. I, I can remember when you got your first blood test and I was nervous because <laughs> I knew the science. Yeah, You remember I was nervous, I right? do remember, I knew, yeah. I, I knew the science and I knew it worked for me and it had worked for everybody else who I've ever seen try it. Hmm. But I was so nervous because what if you were the one person that it didn't work right. for? Right, uh,
0: right, But as
1: it turned out, you, you weren't that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank God, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's a a message also from the Ketogenic Forums. Uh, from Yeti Garcia. And I'm not sure if that's a name or if that's just a username, but uh, Yeti says, I think for the first time in my adult life, I haven't been hungry for lunch. Wow. (laughs) This is a really strange feeling. I would usually get cranky if I hadn't eaten in a few hours. Also, I feel really clear today. I work at a computer all day and I've been pretty nervous about brain fog and not being able to perform at my job. Is it possible that I could skip the keto flu altogether or am I just not at that point yet?
1: Yeah, not everybody goes through the keto flu. It's an individual thing. That's right. If you manage to keep your salt up, you probably won't notice a lot of that. Mm. And the experience that Yeti Gus here is sharing with us is pretty much what happens once you're on keto. Yeah. So it could well be that Yeti Garcia just uh, is adapting really quickly and is able to skip most of the, the nasty sort of effects of not having enough salt and uh, and not having energy. Um, it looks like uh, this is working really well.
0: Okay, Richard, let's uh, bring back Kelly J. Franklin, my wife. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we wanted to have her on the show was because We haven't really, we've talked about friends and family and how we deal with them. Right. Right. But we really haven't talked about it from a partner's perspective, from a family member's perspective. And so, you know, my wife Kelly is in a kind of a unique position in that she, you know, she married me when I was a diabetic and, you know, saw my, saw me struggle with all of my problems and... And then one day I said, you know, I, I'm going to do this wacky thing, <laughs> you know, and sh- your first reaction was, well, what was your first reaction, Kelly, when I first told you I was going to do this high fat, low carb diet?
2: Oh, no, no. Let's tell the real reason while I'm a guest on the show.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Um, because I felt completely dissed on Lino's show. Okay. Okay. That's the real reason I'm here.
0: You right, said, that's true. And you
2: said not to slam Kelly, blah, blah, blah. And I was hurt because... Well, let's
0: tell everybody what exactly happened. So at, at Lino's show, uh, Lino said he was really grateful to have me there. And I said, you know, it's really nice to be able to cook for, for people who appreciate the food. And of course, I didn't mean my wife doesn't appreciate that I cook for, her, <laughs> but that's how she heard it. And uh, I meant it because, um, you know, I'm usually the only one that eats the food that I cook at my house.
2: You specifically said not to slam Kelly, but I appreciate yeah. cooking for people. Or no, I like to cook for people who appreciate my cooking.
0: Everybody loves to have people <laughs> appreciate their, the food that they cook, right?
2: But we should let the world know it is in our wedding vows that you were supposed to that feed me.
0: Yes, she's absolutely <laughs> right. When we got married, um, the minister, who was actually Richard Campbell, said, do you, Carl, uh, promise to love, honor and feed Kelly? And I said, I do. And he said, do you, Kelly, promise to love, honor and do Carl's laundry? And she said, yes. And I have lived up to my part of the bargain. And, and, I and so has she. And so has she. And as a matter of fact, when I tried to do my laundry once... I failed miserably and now I'm not allowed to even try to do <laughs> my own laundry. So,
2: so yeah. anyway, what was the original question? I'm sorry.
0: All right. The original <laughs> question was what what went through your mind when I said, you know, I'm gonna try this really low carb, high fat version of the Atkins diet, you know, called the ketogenic. What I mean, you were pretty supportive from the start, but well, you, you no, did have some I fear, was, I remember. I was
2: skeptical, but because uh, what have we been together, like seven years now since we started yeah. seeing each other. And, yep. and I can't recall how much weight you had lost in the year previous to our meeting on your steak and bourbon yeah. diet. Was it like 60 yeah, that's right. or how much had you lost? 60 or 70 pounds? I had pounds? lost
0: 70 pounds, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And when Carl and I met... I would order dessert as an appetizer because um, <laughs> I was afraid I'd be too full after a meal to eat the dessert. So I would just order ahead of time. Um,
0: it was the funniest thing, Richard. We were at a, at a restaurant and the guy says, can I bring you an appetizer? And says, yeah. Kelly says, yes.
2: Coffee and chocolate cake.
0: <laughs> bring me a coffee and a piece of chocolate cake. So he's like, ha, ha, ha. No, So I'm he serious. brings me my salad, <laughs> brings Kelly the coffee, and Kelly says, Hey.
2: Where's my chocolate chocolate? cake? And he was like, oh,
0: "Oh,
1: you were
2: serious? (laughs) I've got
1: to admit, I used to select restaurants. You know, you're walking around town looking for a good restaurant to eat at and I would select them based on the quality of their desserts. Exactly. I'm a sweet tooth. (laughs) I always have been. And uh, and that's one of the challenges when you go keto. Uh, My sweet tooth has dialed that down a little bit. Uh, I'm, you know, sweet foods are less of an issue for me and often I won't have a dessert. Um, probably most, most nights of the week I won't have a dessert. Maybe once or twice I might have berries and, and coconut yogurt or something like that. Uh, but I still like to have zero sugar chocolate every now and then, which is uh, yeah. one of these things.
2: I, I had it my own business when my kids were little and when they started mm. school and I had this thing called uh, free time, I need to get out of the house. Now this is before me. This is before Carl, yes. Um, But my sister worked for an old boss of ours. And I would just go and have like chocolate cream pie or banana cream pie and coffee and just get out of the house. And Mm. I jokingly said to the owner, who had I worked for like 20 years prior, um, said, hey, I need to burn off all this pie. I'm coming to eat. If you need someone two nights a week, I'm your girl. And so I started working there just to burn off pie. And uh, the back of our T-shirts for work say "Life short, have pie." That was my saying. Yeah. Okay. I cannot eat a piece of pie anymore because of Carl Franklin. He's ruined my life. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot tolerate sugar anymore. I went from, gosh, what six to eight cups of coffee with two teaspoons of sugar in each and half and half, to three cups of coffee completely black now. So nice. He has changed my life,
0: you really have cut out a lot of sugar, and I gotta say you have supported me unbelievably. I am so lucky that you just went along with all of it and And once you sort of kicked sugar and were eating less carbs, you felt better, and you said, "Okay, let's just get rid of some well, of this stuff I think so. it
2: was once I saw the blood work because that was my that was my big concern. I worked in the medical field for twenty years, and right. everything is so counterintuitive when you work in the medical field. And I was scared and um I'm, I'm like okay surprised. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to pass judgment until I see the blood work.
1: Yeah. Um so what did you think when you saw that?
2: I well, and Carl, I may be wrong because it's been a while, but something in your cholesterol went up the first check.
0: Yeah, the LDL went up. Yeah.
2: But then it came back down at the second check. But you did mm. research, and you, you assured me about f- it was fluffy, something fluffy.
0: Yeah. It was the, the triglycerides were coming down, the HDL was going up, and the LDL was going up at first, and that was after the first 35 pounds, and when the doctor said she was scared, and she uh, did a um, carotid artery scan, and it came back clear, and ever since then, the doctor's been my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah, but yeah. our our big I don't even know what. I don't, I don't want to call it a conflict cuz it's really not cuz Carl will cook me anything I ask him. <laughs> to
0: this make. is true. I even grilled cheese sandwiches, uh, which, which
2: is my favorite food in the whole world. Just I anyway.
0: find it really rewarding to be able to cook a grilled cheese sandwich and not want to eat it. Yeah.
2: But I have gone to low carb bread.
0: Right. That's true. Most
2: of the time. It's like,
1: actually quite nice the nutty breads. Um, yeah. I actually prefer them over, I, I mean, I, I do like a nice sourdough, or I did like when I was, yeah. before I was oh, low carb. Uh, but, um, most bread, you know, it, it gets to the point where it's almost like packing material. It's, it's you know, it's, 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 what food comes wrapped in. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, nutty breads have got, there's something about them. that's quite, um, uh, quite pleasing. Yeah. So, uh, yep. I make an exception for nutty breads and we get a couple of good, uh, zero or very low carb, uh, breads here, Heaven brought one in Australia, and I think you got with uh, Marla's bread in in the US is pretty good too.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: and I don't even eat that as much as I used to anymore. No,
2: you you haven't. I think I've been selling it out of the freezer actually. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> right.
0: We've been giving it away and like selling $12 it. Twelve dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> a
2: loaf. I'm selling yeah. this. <laughs> so,
0: but Kelly lost some weight when she decided to cut back on carbohydrates too. But but Kelly, tell me about your. Um, problems digesting fat, which has made it a challenge. Mm.
2: So you started, Carl, February, I believe?
0: Yeah, last February.
2: And then I think it was last May you went to Belgium, April or May.
0: Yes. And you came
2: home with that horrible bug.
0: Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, I got a virus that Mm. was a sort of a super bug.
2: It was horrible. Yeah, it was a, a super virus. Carl, being so sweet, decided he'd share it with me. (laughs) <laughs> he <laughs> shares everything with me.
1: Share and share alike.
2: <laughs> so uh, we were both miserable for quite a while.
1: And Long time.
2: It was it was time for my annual physical, and so I had a, what do you call it? An H HBA one C A one C A one C, yep. and yep. mine was five point eight. Mm. Um, or five point seven. It was right in there.
1: Five point seven is the cutoff between uh, normal and pre diabetes.
2: Yeah, but this is the girl who eats grilled cheese, like, you know, <laughs> okay. as often as she can, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm thinking it's pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know if Carl's ever put a picture of the two of us together, but I'm like five to 125 pounds.
0: So right, my yeah. doctor
2: says I'm 12 pounds overweight, but if I weigh my ideal weight, I'm sick all the time. So this is like my ideal weight for me. Nice. Um,
1: yeah, Julie's at her ideal weight as well. She, she started out in this whole thing. She was about 95 kilos and she's down now to about 61. So she's lost quite a lot.
2: But uh, this is just my average. Hmm. But then I think it was around my birthday, um, which is hmm. in June, Carl was in Norway. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this keto thing for a week because my darling husband prepped my food for the whole week i i yeah. had I had meals because it's the contract um and I dropped like ten pounds, okay, just going to black coffee. part of it was probably that viral thing that I had um but I dropped ten pounds in like
0: a week For someone of your size, that's a lot
2: and I was miserable. I felt so sickly, but I do not tolerate fatty food um like, if I eat fried chicken, how graphic... Oh, wait. Brenda Zorn's been on the no, show. you can, you can say <laughs> Brenda Zorn's been on here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Ask Carl. I eat dinner, and 10 minutes later, I'm in the bathroom losing my dinner. Right. One way yeah. or the other. Okay, we'll yeah. just say it that way. Um, so, like, when Carl and I go out to eat... Uh, he cuts the lean part off his steak and gives it to me, and I cut the fatty part <laughs> off my steak and give it to him. That's and awesome. Yeah, we're
0: like Jack Spratt and his wife in reverse. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, but as I said, the reason I'm here is I felt y'all just totally dissed me on show. But I do support <laughs> Carl. She,
0: she does. I, I can't imagine doing this if I didn't have her support, yeah. you know. And if the house was full of popcorn eating, uh candy, yeah, making whatever, donut eating, you know, it just uh, at first at least. You know, now I'm completely oblivious to it, yeah. but before when I was starting, it was really hard to avoid the temptation sure. of carbohydrates cuz I was addicted like everybody else, you know. But yeah. you
2: were the worst culprit.
0: I was. Because terrible.
2: We we have what we call the carb cabinet in our house, which <laughs> has, you know, my potato chips and my triscuits and...
0: doesn't have much in it now.
2: No, there's like nothing. There's like anchovies and pork rinds, okay? Before the kids (laughs) went to
0: college and they lived with us, though, there was, you know, several box of triscuits, a box of wheat thins. uh,
2: So my daughter is a baker and I used to be her number one taster
0: Ah. and... Mm.
2: She'll make frosting and it's like, here, because frosting is like the best part of any cake or cupcake, right? <laughs> um, and the last year she was at home, so I think this was actually right around the time you started keto. We had moved her, but she'd come home and she'd bake and I can't even taste frosting now. It's like too sweet. I Oh, yeah. I cannot stand sugar anymore. mm so it's like everyone jokes that, okay, the saying on your shirt is life short half pie. <laughs> I haven't had a piece of pie in over a year. Yeah. You know, I, mm. I get headaches if I eat sugar now.
0: So here's how awesome Kelly is. She's trying keto just because she wants to support me and, you sure. know, because she thinks that it might be good for her. And yet she's getting sick as a dog and, and still pushing ahead with it like another problem that she has she doesn't like to take pills so magnesium supplements and things like that yeah. were kind of difficult so we had to get magnesium citrate and at first I had these magnesium potassium calcium pills that I would crush up and, and hide in yeah. the, in the uh, taco meat you
2: know you hit him in my taco meat
0: oh yeah you're not supposed to mention that
1: oh
2: you never told me that
0: <laughs> oh but it really helped though <laughs>
1: It's quite remarkable that Kelly was able to uh, uh, support Carl while um, while she wasn't herself eating keto. I mean, that's remarkable. That takes yeah. uh, that takes a lot of strength for both of you to stick with it. Uh, and you know, not everybody not keto doesn't work for everybody. We know that there's at least fifteen percent of human beings on the planet that can apparently, eat an unlimited amount of uh, glucose without deranging. Yeah. Um, but there's also some people for whom um, a ketogenic diet do- doesn't uh, work as well. Uh, some people um, are able to do it without a gallbladder, but some, for some people they just need that bile batch to um, to help them digest fat. So that's, that becomes a problem for some people. Mm. Um, and there is, there, are, there are various genetic issues that... Um, that we've had probably of the maybe maybe 13,000 people who've gone through our forums, we've had four who have had uh, triglycerides go up mm. when they go on a ketogenic diet, which is a very rare thing, Right, uh, but it, it can be an issue. And, uh, and for those people, they may have problems metabolizing uh, long-chain saturated fatty acids. So for them... If they're going to go keto, they probably need to move towards more medium-chain uh, triglycerides. Using, you know, cooking with a lot of coconut oil and mm. butter, and rather than um, tallow and uh, and lard, which most of us use. Um, so you know, there, there are definitely groups of people for whom keto doesn't work. And when you're a couple. I've always said that I'm glad that uh, oh, I'm. Gr- I've always said that I'm grateful that Julie went keto with me, even though she didn't need to. In the end, it turned out that she recognizes now, looking back, that she did really need to. She just didn't realize it at the beginning. She thought yeah. she was doing it for me, and it turned out she ended up doing it for her as well. But um, That's awesome. you know, I, I'm grateful that she did that. But there are some people for whom you know it's just going to be one person in the family who's going to be doing it, right. and it's it takes a lot of strength to do that. All power to you guys for getting for pulling through with that.
2: The hardest part is because Carl's really good. He'll make me whatever I want to eat. (laughs) Um, was when he was adjusting, he was really cranky the first month. Yeah. 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 That's right. Really cranky. And uh
0: Yeah. It lasted about a week, didn't it?
2: Yeah, you only lasted a day when I tried to quit smoking, and I was cranky, and you're like, "I'm going to buy you cigarettes." <laughs> Just saying. That's right. Uh, yeah. So he owes me on that one when I try to quit yeah. smoking again. But um, it was adjusting to mealtime because as it, we're we're, right. we're empty nesters now, um, sure. We only we only have a kid one day a week regularly, um, and so it was okay. We're gonna have dinner at five you know so i'm like okay um and then it was nope i need to it, just eat lunch yeah i'm one of those people i don't get hungry till two or three in the afternoon and carl used to nag me about this like the first few years together it's funny you got to eat breakfast and i'm like i never he eat was breakfast. so wrong <laughs> and i
0: was so wrong <laughs> like, yep
2: i'm like a four to midnight person that's when i eat that's What my body likes. Um, I used to be a night owl. Now I'm almost 50 and I'm not so much a night owl anymore. But whatever. But when he went to eating lunch instead of dinner, that was, I have to say, that was was probably the hardest thing. Because I wouldn't be hungry. But he would make me dinner, but I couldn't eat because... There's just right. nothing worse than sitting with someone at dinner and the other person not eating.
1: It's almost an antisocial meal, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So now what we do is if I'm going to eat one meal a day, we usually try to eat around 3 o'clock when she starts getting hungry. Oh, yep. right. And that's about when I start getting hungry too, but nice. then uh, she'll eat later but on But then I'll have the a snack, day.
2: like at 8 or whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: but that's actually a really good pattern for yeah. both of us now.
1: Yeah. So Julie uh, eats pretty much the same food that I eat, but – I fast and she can't. She just doesn't have the body fat to be able to fast, uh, do an extended fast. She's done, she's done like, uh, she tried a 24 hour fast and she made it to 18 hours and then just couldn't go any longer. And that's just that's just the nature of um of if you have lots of body fat you can do these kinds of things and if you don't you're just not as flexible and um so what we do is when i'm doing an extended fast maybe i'm doing five days of not eating uh what i will do i what i used to do is i used to have a um uh maybe a quarter of a cup of broth in uh, whisked up with um, some uh, boiling water, and that would it would turn sort of milky, and I'd sit there and drink that while she was eating dinner. And I actually made the dinner in a lot of cases, so uh, uh, I do a lot of the cooking in our house as well. Um, but uh, anyway, lately I've been doing less of the broth fasting, so the broth supplementing fasted fasts and I've been doing a pure water fast which is where you really only have I mean I'd have tea to be sociable I'd have either a cup of unsweetened tea or I'd have uh, just boiling water and um, we found that that was a way if we both sat at the table she ate the meal and I I had a you know a a mug of boiling water or tea uh, that sort of um, it met our social needs for, for having dinner together.
0: So I think something to look forward to, if you and your partner are just starting this, you know, maybe you're the one who's keto and your partner isn't or vice versa, is that at first, it's difficult to have carbs in the house when you're trying to kick the habit, right? But once you have gotten to that point, it's going to be a lot easier. Like I can, I could cook spaghetti, I could cook mac and cheese, I could cook ravioli i mean i could cook uh, any any kind of sandwiches on real bread i could make anything anybody wants to eat and yeah. not feel like i have to taste it not feel compelled to eat any of it and that is a really liberating thing because now i can cook for myself and i can cook for my partner if my partner you know even if kelly wasn't cutting back on carbohydrates which she is but even if she wasn't uh, it would be It would still feel really good for me to feed her, you know?
2: Well, I appreciate that he feeds me. What I have found funny through this whole thing, though, is I was the sweet tooth. Dessert for appetizers. Mm. Carl was never really a sweet tooth person.
0: Um, Excuse me. I have been known to uh, eradicate all of the Ben and Jerry's from the house (laughs) in one fell swoop. I'm sorry.
2: Excuse me. Carl was a closet. Um, sweetaholic.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, but if there were
0: Oreos in the house, they would be gone, and the kids would be like, who
2: ate my Oreos?
0: You know? Yeah. It'd be me at three o'clock in the morning.
2: Or when he was at the studio late at night, and I'd open up the garbage can, and there'd be like three
0: Ben and Jerry's pints. Oh, pines. absolutely. Fast food junkie. But he'd never... Totally. He
2: didn't eat it in front of me, so... I never. Yeah,
0: and I think there's a lot of us that are in that situation is that we sneak food because we're addicted to it and our, our partners can't understand it. Um, we don't understand it. We're just compelled to do it. Uh, like I told the story before, I there was time where I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning from a sound sleep, starving, so I thought anyway, and uh, needed to go get a pile of food at Burger King, and I did. Yeah, and then I stopped off at the 7-Eleven after that and got some ice cream. It's just insane.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but what's really funny is I was very public about my sweet tooth. <laughs> and I I just I can I can't tell you the last time I've had dessert. Do you even remember the last no, time? No, I, I can't. I think I had I had like three bites of a Krispy Kreme on Christmas because all the kids were home and they went and got some and I'm like, oh my gosh, the headache that I had from the sugar. Yeah. But Carl is always in the kitchen with his, I don't even know, what do you call it, xylitol and swerve and...
0: Oh, yeah. I love cooking. <laughs> a, a great weekend for me is just to turn on the radio, go shopping and, uh, and cook. Yeah. But
2: I do not... Tolerate. I have not met an artificial sweetener that I like. Yeah, and to me, it's just easier to avoid it. Yeah, and it's like once a month I'll go get a coffee with cream and sugar, and that that's like a big treat for me. but yeah. an hour later, I so regret it because I have a headache.
1: Yeah, I think I haven't had sugar for well, like almost three years now. And the other day we went out to the movies, went and saw the new Star Wars movie, and I. Or we went to one of the fancy cinemas where there's a nice big comfy chair, and they bring you alcohol and bring you a, a platter of cheese and stuff like that. Mm. And um, I ordered a rum and diet, and uh, it came and, and I tasted, and it was it was undrinkable, absolutely undrinkable.
2: Wait, wait, wait! You went to a movie theater and they bring you a platter of cheese?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the new thing. Yeah, it's oh, the girl. new thing. Gold, gold class.
2: Carl, we might have to start going to the movies if they're going to bring me
1: to you. <laughs> <laughs> there's only like two dozen seats in the uh, in the cinema and it's like $70 for a ticket. so <laughs> Or $35 hmm. for a ticket, $70 for a That's for right. A Carl
2: pair, and so. I don't go out that much, so we can afford that once or yeah, twice uh, that's, a year. Yeah, sure.
1: I, we, I think we go to movies maybe three or four times a year. So anyway, uh, I couldn't drink this and I, I, I said to Julie, taste this, it's, it tastes like there's something wrong. And she tastes it. She says, no, that tastes weird, but it's the last... She says to me, last time we were at the movies, you had this problem again. You said that they've given you full-strength Coke and uh, you tested it and uh, it turns out that it wasn't. So so anyway, I, I had another drink just to see, you know, am I just hallucinating here? No, it was totally undrinkable. And I, I called the, the waiter and I said, I can't drink this. Uh, He said, would you like me to remake it? I said, yeah, well, it's supposed to be rum and diet. I suspect it may be full-strength Coke. And he bought uh, bought a new drink, and that was entirely drinkable. So um, I I don't understand how people can drink Coca-Cola. If they haven't eaten sugar for uh, a couple of weeks, Coca-Cola must be absolutely undrinkable.
0: Yeah.
2: So anyway, do you want my advice to couples if one's keto and one's not?
0: Definitely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. So – what was it you made me the first time with pork rinds instead of crumbs? Was it the chicken parm?
0: It was the chicken parm, yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah. I was very skeptical. Very, very
0: skeptical. <laughs> uh, pork rinds.
2: Because <laughs> uh, I hate pork rinds. Sure. But when what do you mix it with, Carl Romano? Parmesan cheese. Parmesan.
0: Yeah, or Romano, yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Like, I would never have known... I guess I am not a very adventuresome eater. Would you say was that? Would that be fair, Carl?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty true.
2: <laughs> yeah, like don't put sauce on anything because, in my mind, you're trying to hide something from me. You know, I'm I'm one of those <laughs> kind of people. Um, but man, that chicken parm rocks. Okay, what do you use? Chicken thighs. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I have used chicken thighs. The first time I did it with chicken breasts, but uh, chicken thighs are a little tastier, so I ended up using those more.
2: So there are things that the non-keto people can eat that still taste like our food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: um, yeah.
2: I will occasionally throw a sweet potato on my plate, because I love sweet potatoes with cinnamon and butter, so I'm getting my fat, just, you know, but... um. Uh, I also have uh, my gallbladder. You mentioned that earlier, right? Um, and I—that's part of the reason I don't tolerate the fatty foods. Sure, Carl. and I have done some research. Looks like I just have to push through it for a week or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll adapt. Unfortunately, my lifestyle—I <laughs> have to leave the house once in a while. You know, <laughs> I can't stay home for two <laughs> solid weeks because I do waitress and. Sometimes you can't get to the bathroom for five hours. So right. um I also have a condition called hemochromatosis.
1: Oh right. Too much iron. Yeah.
2: Too much iron buildup in my liver. It's a hereditary mm. thing. Or familial. Yeah. I don't know what the right bird is. Um some one of my favorite vegetables is spinach. Like I used to use spinach instead of lettuce on sandwiches. Um and red meat because they're high right. in iron. Yeah. Um so I have to be very careful. I'm a chicken eater. And, uh, but Carl, Carl and I have figured out we've just learned and it's easier because we don't have kids at home, uh, yeah. yeah. but we, we can cook. We've, we've learned to shop for two people eating separate meals. Carl does prep my food. So he makes me chicken salad, right? Yep. With, uh, olive oil, mayonnaise. Yeah. Nice. We make taco meat usually once every couple of weeks. We'll do a pound. Um, So I always have food on hand that I like. So we'll have a meal together, but I have my snack food. Nice. um, To keep me happy. Um, And when the kids come home, how many kids do we have, Carl? Too many.
0: We Um, have four. (laughs) I have two and you have two and together we have four.
2: (laughs) So... My oldest will eat anything not nailed down. Doesn't matter what it is. She's going to eat it. Um, your oldest has gone. Emmy's gone back to keto, correct? Yeah. And then. And she was
1: our guest on the third or fourth show, I
2: think. Yeah, your newbie, newbie, right?
0: Yeah. And what happened is she went to Italy. Nuff said. Game over. <laughs> yeah. Game over. <laughs> but she's gone. It was gone very back. hard for her to get back on it. But she managed to keep most of her weight off. Right. But uh, when she went back to school, she got she got back on the horse and is doing great.
2: Yeah, she awesome. looks great. She sounds great. And then Nikisha, am I allowed to say this? So my Nikisha is the one who does the what does she do? Instagram. Yes, she does social, social media. media. manager. Oh, okay. I'm not a geek. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, mm-hmm. I don't know what her. <laughs> t- I just I just I just write her a check every month and a... uh. <laughs> so, um, she's not fully keto. She is cutting back carbs, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then Clara, the youngest, who's goodness, going to be fifteen soon. Um, what does she call herself? Paleo? Is that
0: well? She she was, but um, then she went back to eating cheese. So she's pretty much keto with occasional fruit, right? And she slimmed down quite a bit. I think kids can tolerate a lot more glucose.
2: So we just learned because we had all four of the kids home for Christmas. We had all four of them for, what, eight hours. All we had to do was fry two pounds of bacon. All those kids were in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> Everybody can eat bacon yeah. except for the vegans. Right.
2: Yeah, we cooked bacon and, and they all came swarming. And uh, so there's ways to do it if not everybody's on board. But yeah. it does take some work. But we're learning and look how good my husband looks. Yeah. Just saying.
1: So you're a blended family with blended menus.
2: In more ways than That's one. That's right.
0: <laughs> and I got a blender, and I'm not afraid to use it.
2: Oh, let's not even start talking about the kitchen gadgets. This is where I'm really supportive.
1: Yeah. You need a, you need a supportive wife if you're going to live the lifestyle that Carl and I live.
0: Well, you know, it, you can't really argue with the fact that kitchen tools are like medical expenses for me. Yeah. Because, you know, the more I cook for myself, the healthier I'm going to get.
1: I'm convinced that cooking is the, is the, the essence of keto. Yeah. It really is. I mean, you can, you can get, sure, you can get meal replaced, keto meal replacements, or you can get, you can get, you can make a McDonald's burger that works keto, but you can't live on that stuff. Yeah. You really need to be able to learn to cook. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And I feel sorry for people who say to me, you know, I, I, I can't cook. How do I, how can I do keto? Mm-hmm. Because I just got to say, you know, yeah, not, not well is how you can do it, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Right. We've learned that prep. Sitting down like on Sunday, and saying, "All right, what are we going to eat this week? Yeah, here's my schedule. Here's your schedule. These are the meals we're going to have together." Because um, Carl used to come like when I waitress, he'd come and have dinner at the restaurant, and he doesn't do that anymore because yep.
1: it's too much of a challenge. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: it's I work one step above a diner. I call it. It's a family restaurant, you know. Mm. Um. And it's actually getting harder for me to work. I have customers who I know are diabetic, and they'll order a milkshake, and I'm like, "What's your blood sugar? What was your blood sugar <laughs> this morning?" And and I and I, I refuse to make them their milkshake if you know it's too high. Um, so he yeah, he will yeah. just cook at home, mm. and we we know our restaurants we can go to where I can get something that makes me happy, but he can have yep. a keto meal. Um, yeah. It it took it took us a while to get in sync. It yeah. took us a few months, but um, it's because I like grilled cheese.
1: Look how good <laughs> Carl's going now. I mean, he's doing really well. That's awesome.
0: Well, and I really, I really feel like I couldn't have done it without the support of my partner. I mean, I mean Kelly, thank you so much. It's, you, you helped me save my life. All right. But say you're sorry for dissing me on Leno show. <laughs> I'm sorry for dissing you, honey. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to be a better but person, The only I reason promise. I did the
2: show was to get an apology. <laughs> and,
0: uh... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kelly, again. And uh, we will move on to a section that we call... Recipes! 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 All right. Now it's time to give back to one of our friends, one of our good friends, Butter Bob. Yeah. Butter Bob's gonna get... He gave us a little bit of love. We're gonna give him a little bit of love. Bob has put out a recipe for chili. Butter Bob's famous chili, which we'll link to, that he has a... Both a video and uh, and just the recipe online that uh, everybody swears by. Yeah.
1: Now in Australia, chili would be called mints, right? Uh, and which means something totally different in America. So yeah. any Americans don't 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 worry too much about it. But an Aussie would an Aussie would call a a, a bowl of uh, of uh, hamburger hamburger meat um, with beans and and uh, tomato and stuff in it. Uh, chili, maybe we'd call that uh, mince or mince meat.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. Mince meat for us is a sort of a sweet sauce that's made with like cloves and allspice, and there is some hamburger in it and and other <laughs> things, other things. But there's oh, yeah, hamburger yeah, and yeah, mince meat weird. pie. Yeah, that's why they call it mince oh, meat. Wow. Yeah, because there's meat. I thought in the it. nuts sweet.
2: were the meat.
0: At least my grandmother put meat in hers. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. So you're going to brown three and a half pounds of hamburger meat. And while the meat is browning, use a food processor to chop two green bell peppers and one yellow onion. And uh, then you measure these spices on a plate so you can easily add them when the hamburger is brown. Two teaspoons of garlic powder, an eighth of a cup of cumin, an eighth of a cup, right? So that might yeah. seem like a lot, but cumin is a secret spice in chili. Yeah. Uh, a quarter of a cup of chili powder. One half to one teaspoon of cayenne pepper, the more you use the hotter, mm-hmm. and three teaspoons of salt. So you open two cans, one 10 and a half ounce can of Rotel tomatoes and green chilies, and I guess that's a very particular brand. Just be peeled tomatoes would yeah. work, yeah. Peeled tomatoes with some chilies in it, maybe you're not, I don't know. Yeah. And a 10 and three quarters ounce can of tomato puree. Okay. So... He's not very particular in terms of which uh, tomato puree to use, but he is particular about the Rotel tomatoes and green chilies. Okay. Right. So you drain the fat off the brown hamburger into a bowl and don't throw it away. No. (laughs) You pour about half the drained fat back into the pot. So uh, he says, over a cup of fat. I reused about half of that, a little over half a cup this time. You could use all the fat, but it might make the chili too greasy. That may or may not be a problem for you. Uh, Add the spices you prepared into the pot with the meat and mix. You add the chopped onions and peppers into the pot with the meat and mix. And add a full box of beef broth, or about 32 ounces. Now you mix in the Rotel tomatoes and green chilies and the tomato puree. Mix it all up. Let it cook for 30 to 45 minutes on medium heat. Stir often. Uh, And I see what he's doing here. He's not making it in in an instant pot or a crock pot. Right he's making it over the stove so that yeah. the liquid will reduce, but if you cover it, the liquid isn't going to reduce so you'd
1: start off with less liquid you you might uh, start off with a with a tomato paste instead of the puree or something like that
0: yeah exactly. These are just little adjustments you make, so he says serve it up with some shredded real whole fat cheese and or sour cream, and hopefully enjoy. <laughs> He says, it's almost impossible to figure exact calorie or macronutrient numbers, but the following is my best calculated guess. 65% fat, 27% protein, 8% carbs, 6% net carbs. 297 grams of fat for the full pot of chili. Uh, This is if you drain and throw away half a cup of fat. 272 grams of protein for a full pot. 83 grams total carbs for a full pot. 60 grams of net carbs for a full pot. So it is a little bit higher on the carb spectrum than a lot of us might want but uh you obviously can use this as a template to uh to make your own and i would even say start with whole tomatoes and just uh you know blanch them peel them and uh cook them down yeah why not if you have a hot smoker Uh, I like to blanch and
1: peel tomatoes and then just put them on a tray and smoke them for 30 minutes. And that that basically turns tomatoes into barbecued tomato. Um, You just puree those up and that's barbecued tomato um, puree, which is awesome.
2: Oh, that's something you can do with your smoking gun. That's (laughs) (laughs) nice.
0: You make it sound so delicious, Kelly. I know. I've
2: been practicing that voice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, was there any butter in there?
0: No, there isn't. And I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, you can increase the flavor um by instead of putting all that beef fat back in, add some butter sure. instead.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, the first time I yeah. thought Carl was crazy. Well, okay, one of the first <laughs> times <laughs> we were we where were we, we were at this fancy steakhouse? Was it Tony D's?
0: Probably. He
2: battered your steak? <laughs> He got this beer, yeah. and he's like, takes, because I, of course, got chicken parmesan because that's like my meal, and mm. he takes my butter because I don't <laughs> I do not do tomato sauce because a lot of them have onion in them, and I'm allergic to onion. Sure. So I just get butter for the pasta. And he takes my freaking butter and slathers his steak oh, yeah, in yeah. butter. And I'm oh, like, yeah. are you, you know, effing crazy?
1: <laughs> no, it's good, <laughs> especially on a lean steak.
0: Yeah, I particularly like to see the look on the waiter's face when I get a ribeye and I say, "Can you give me some melted butter, please?" <laughs> and just see the look on their face, you know? Nice. Nice. So that's my recipe, <laughs> Richard. What do you got? That's awesome.
1: I've got uh I've got tau, which is uh it's I guess it's an Indonesian dish or uh, it's a rice noodle dish. Uh, but, huh. um, it's, uh, but a bowl of this will be about 360 calories. So it's not a very large meal. Wow. Uh, it's about ten ten 10 grams of carbohydrate. Uh, about five of which are fat, uh, fiber. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's about five net, net grams. And, uh, it's about 20 grams of fat and about 33 grams of protein. Ah. The traditional meal, you use rice noodles and you make the noodles yourself. But we're going to use the shirataki noodles, miracle yeah. noodles, which is, uh, you know, zero carbs. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start off with a, we're going to put the kettle on and we're going to uh, fill it full of water, boil the water, and we're going to put uh, the konjac noodles or the shirataki noodles in a bowl with some boiling water, and we're going to cover that. We're going to put that aside, and that'll just uh, seep for a bit. It'll warm up the noodles. It'll get rid of some of that smell from the noodles. Um, We don't have to do the, the nuke it and wash it several times trick because that Particular smell will actually go well with this particular meal because the meats in this meal are prawns or shrimp, you'd call them in America, and and squid tubes. So we're going to mix a tablespoon of light soy sauce and half a tablespoon of dark soy sauce. Mm. And we're going to add to that uh, about a quarter of a teaspoon of sesame oil. You don't need a lot of sesame sesame oil, but it's a really good flavor, yeah. Uh, and uh, we're going to add to that uh, a little bit of white pepper, a pinch of white pepper, okay. and we're going to add some erythritol. And uh, the, I'm going to put about a quarter of a teaspoon of erythritol in, and what that does is there there is a uh, term for flavors where you have sweet, savory, uh, sharp, and... Uh, protein, and it's called it in English. We call it yum, but yum actually comes from uh, an Indonesian word uh, that means this perfect balance of uh, of these flavors. So, no kidding. Um, so the erythritol adds to that yum to make the meal perfectly balanced. Yum. Yum, indeed. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to heat the wok, uh, spray it with a bit of uh, cooking oil. Uh, we have spray uh, coconut oil, does a great job. Wow. So what we're going to do is we're going to make up an egg mix from two large eggs and we're going to add a teaspoon of fish sauce. We're going to beat that up together and we're going to use a third of that at a time in, the, in a hot wok and we're going to... Rock the wok so that this egg mixture covers the whole base, and okay. then it's going to cook very quickly. We're basically making a very thin fish saucy omelet, yeah uh, and then we're going to take take those out and we're going to uh, they're going to be large circles of of omelet. We're going to put them on a on a uh, cutting board and we're going to slice the omelet into strips. What we're doing is we're trying to make lots of strip shape things to. Uh, replace the rice noodles. So we've got the shirataki and we've got a fettuccine shirataki or you can get a lasagna shirataki and slice the sheets up into smaller bits. Mm. Uh, We've got the egg noodles that we've made out of egg and fish sauce and we're also going to get some squid tubes and we're going to Cut those so that we uh, so basically make rings of these squid tubes. So we've got uh, we've got our sauce in a bowl on the side that we mix up with our soy sauces. We've made our egg egg noodles, and now we're going to start cooking the meats. So we're going to put a little bit of lard in the pan, maybe a tablespoon of lard, and we're going to um, add to that uh, our shrimp, and that's going to be 175 grams of of shrimp, Mm. and we're going to get some squid tubes and we're going to cut those up, about 200 grams of squid tubes. It's actually one squid tube will do the job. Uh, and this meal... Uh, I probably didn't mention before, but this is a meal for two people, so oh, okay. enough uh, portions for two people. Um, and uh, so uh, basically we've got the lard in the wok. We've got the wok up to a really hot temperature, uh, so we uh, we throw in uh, four cloves of garlic, mm. uh, get those to, to brown up, and then we're going to add to that the shrimp, and we're going to add the squid, and we're probably going to add maybe um, uh, two links of lup chong, which is a Chinese sausage. We're going to slice that up into discs and add that as well. And what that does is it renders down and the sausage discs end up to be crisp like little croutons, but they render their fat into the meal.
0: Now, if you don't have lard and you don't have Chinese sausage, could you substitute like bacon fat and maybe a uh, chorizo or something? Definitely.
1: Chorizo would work fine here and oil would work fine. Uh Chinese sausage, Lap Chong, is ideal, and you'll find this in most Chinatowns. You'll probably find this uh, a dozen different varieties of it. Mm. I tend to not go for the dark. Lap chong because dark lap chong has liver in it. As you know, I'm a notorious liver dodger. Yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, I, and just sh- just compare the carbohydrate content because some of them have uh, a lot of rice flour in them. Okay, uh, but um, you know we 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 managed to find one that we like, and we've got uh, five packets of it here in the oh, cupboard. Oh, great! So so we've got all of our meats now cooked down. They've cooked in the lard with the with a little bit of the garlic. And uh, now what we're going to do is um, we're going to drain the konjac noodles and we're going to add to those noodles some mung bean sprouts. Love them. Uh, So about 100, 125 grams of mung beans. Yep. And we're going to add some chopped up bok choy, okay. 125 grams of bok choy or you could use pak choy or you could use Chinese broccoli or you could use spinach. Or cabbage. Or cabbage, any of these leafy greens you yep. can use. And basically, we're going to stir fry these, basically throw them in over the, over the, the, the meats that have cooked. And, uh, we're basically trying to get the green leaves to all to wilt. Um, and then, uh, what I do is I add the sauce at the end, basically use a charn, which is a, like a large spoon to, uh, keep the, the, the stir fry moving in the, in the wok. And that's it. That's a meal. And that that'll serve great. two people and it's, not a lot of calories, but um, it's it, it, yum. That's what it is. It's yum. yum. <laughs> Chakwe tao
0: Wow. That sounds exquisite. I would really, you know, Delicious. I do miss Asian food because there's so much rice and, yeah. and a lot of sweeteners and MSG and stuff. But uh, I, I, we did the uh, keto pad thai yeah. at Reno's house. Yes. Interestingly, um, both our blood sugars went up the day after we ate that. Wow. So we there might be something in that stuff that was uh, was working against us, but yeah, I don't know. It takes further research. Well, I I guess that's the show, Richard. Yeah, it's interesting, Carl. We've uh, we've
1: been spread across the globe for this show. I've been in Australia, as I usually am. Uh, you've been mm-hmm. in London, England, and Kelly, of course, in uh, Keto Dude's
0: home, Central Studio, <laughs> New London. I'm in Old London. She's in New London. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks again, Kelly, for joining <laughs> us. Thanks, Kelly.
2: thanks for the apology.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so of course, if you have anything that you want to tell us, dear listener, something we said wrong, something you don't agree with, or some more research that you found to support or refute anything that we've said, send it by email to dudes at two ketodudes.com
0: or post it on our website. Right. And you can follow us on Twitter at Two Keto Dudes, on Instagram at Two Keto Dudes, and of course if you want to join our forum, it's www.ketogenicforums.com or forum.2keto.com. Keep calm and keto on, Richard. Yeah, keep calm and keto on, Carl. Keep calm and, well, Kelly, just keep calm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time on 2 Keto Dudes.